I was finding I was just, I was too nasally. Well, that's just your voice. No, it isn't. Hello and welcome to Unrelenting, episode number 56, January 13th, 2023. Oh my goodness. What a world we're living in, Gene. Crazy. I'm Darren O'Neill. He's Gene. He goes by Gene. He goes by Sir Jing. He's Sir Jing, Sir Gene. Our buddy, the very first oligarch of the show, No Beret. He listened to my uh, solo show and he said it was too deep. So I said, try Unrelenting. And he's like, Mm -hmm. I'm the very first oligarch. I'm like, and I replied then in Russian, yes, that's why it's funny. <laughs> if you think random thoughts is too deep, unrelenting is where you want to be. It's yeah. just a conversation. It is a conversation about nothing. Well, it's about stuff, but you never well, know what it's going to be about. Things. Sure. It could be about nuking your lemons in a blender, which I bought yeah. another bag of those this week. Nice. Got to get still back on, the, on that train. the lemon trade. I haven't done lemons for about two months. I need to get back on. That's about the same here. And I'm like, I need to okay. it because it's, I mean, I'm assuming it's actually healthy, but it's one it of those, is. you fall yeah. out of these things. Mm-hmm. You have to get into the habit That's and then just make reminder. sure you do it. It's so let me, inconvenient. Let me order my groceries real quick. Here. Oh, you want it? You all organic. I'm sure. Well, now that now lemon, you know, you just reminded me. That's why I've been forgetting to order. Add lemons to the list. Mm-hmm. some good quality proteins you got some beef right out there from the beef initiative though but i know you just buy it directly from That's whole right. foods or whatever you get well that wouldn't be direct with it no <laughs> i do need to order some from the beef guys i you know my other co-host just ordered some and he's been very very happy with what he got raving about the beef do we ever talk about yeah. the uh the tenderloin that i made for christmas no Definitely a step up. Nice. We went with the highest grade possible mm-hmm. at the local meat place. And while I will say I still enjoy the cheap stuff, it is the difference of what you would normally have for home consumption and more what you would expect to get in the nicer restaurant. steakhouse. Yes. Mm-hmm. Not yep. even a restaurant because most restaurants don't buy the best. Now, when you go to, the places out here, I love Gibson's. I know there's a bunch of good steakhouses in mm-hmm. Chicago, but when you go to Gibson's, it's one of those things where you're like, I have a hard time creating the same taste at home. And I think part of that is because of their ovens. That's one of the things they always talk about, unless you tell me this is complete and utter bullshit. But part of their thing is like, well, their ovens are like 1500 degrees. So it's mm-hmm. the way that they kind of sear everything in and get it cooked the way because at home, it's kind of hard unless you have something built in your backyard, like a wood stone pizza oven or something. It's hard to get mm-hmm. that kind of temperature. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's just really fast cooking. And so, it works. It seals everything yeah. in. Yeah. I mean, there's, here's the thing you can cook a really tasty piece of meat really slow and you could cook it really fast and everything in between. So it all depends on just what you do and how you cook it. But the temperature, um, once you cross over the uh, 200 degrees ambient, uh, or I think it was 220, 
it, it doesn't make a whole lot of difference. Well, I mean, it doesn't, it makes a huge difference if you combine the temperature and time, but, but you can have a, a, a super tasty piece of meat cooked at over a thousand degrees. You can have a super tasty piece of meat cooked at 155 degrees. Yes. Just for a little <laughs> bit longer. For way longer. Yeah. So, and I actually just did two, um, uh, two fillets here, uh, one yesterday and one the day before and posted photos on No Agenda Social asking people which one they preferred. They're like, send uh, us a, send us a little bit in the mail. We got to taste yeah, these. Yeah, I got to taste it. That's what a lot of people's <laughs> uh, reply was. Well, you know, once I taste it, I'll, I'll be able to tell you. Yes. Um, because it's not always the look. The look can be very deceiving. Because you can get a really horrible steak that looks delightful on the outside, mm-hmm. the way people like with the, you know, charred pattern and all oh, this looks like it just came off. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, but does it taste good? Right, right. Exactly. And I typically when I do fillets, the only thing I do is I just salt them. I don't use any other flare rings. You shouldn't have to. Mm-mm. Every now and then I like a little cracked pepper, but salt and pepper is you don't need to go more. I mean, I've played around with and it's better for those lower cuts of meat so if i get a cheap uh, strip steak or something throwing on the gibson's um the rub that they sell which has a Mm -hmm. you know garlic and whatever else in there that Mm -hmm. helps if you're going with the cheaper meat but if you have a quality piece of meat yeah little bit of salt is fine a little bit of salt and pepper maybe a little bit of oil on the outside and you're done yeah it's uh I just find that the the taste of the meat is so light to begin with that it's really easy to completely overpower it. And then what's the point? Yes. Then you may as well just buy the cheap meat in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no, it turned out really good. So the first way I did it is sort of my traditional way, which is uh on a skillet uh with butter. And uh that's a very tasty way to do it and it gives you a very nice brown crust oh yeah on the outside um doesn't give you the little hash marks on there the little crisscrosses of the grill marks but again that's usually a lie yeah yeah but it it does taste um very good because that butter on the outside does add a little bit to the flavor so after telling oh you don't need anything but salt but the butter actually <laughs> the, the <laughs> little fat, fat actually yeah. does help yeah um, and that one I, I cooked to, uh, 95 degrees on the inside, which is very good. Um, and then the second one or the next day, uh, I did it in the, uh, Kasori. Yes. I've had really good success with steaks yeah, in there. At 510 degrees for about three minutes per side, it just comes out perfect. And net net's like air frying a steak is wrong regardless of how good it is yeah it and and i mean poor people always say stuff like that it's funny because it, it's it's kind of like saying oh yeah yeah the iphone sucks it's a horrible piece of shit yeah it's twelve hundred dollars you can't afford one too bad it works and it's tasty i mean again i wasn't sold until i tried it 
And the air fryer for baked potatoes. Oh, my God. That is. Well, I honestly, I have to disagree there. I think the microwave is still superior no, for baked potatoes. No, because yes. then the the skin does not get crusty and crispy and good. Uh, then you have a bad microwave. <laughs> you need to no, upgrade I, your microwave. Wait, no, I've never. A microwave is not going to do the same thing. The microwave that I have, the really? skin is nice and crusty. That's yes. weird. Mm-hmm. I've never had the skin come out good early in a microwave no that's weird now in an air fryer i like to take some olive oil and i rub mm-hmm. the outside really good of the potato and then i add a bunch of salt and pepper to it and put it in the air fryer for like 45 minutes and then it's now, like you got to bake potato in like potato skins you know yeah yeah yeah. so the only part of the potato that says flavor is the skin the the inside if you do nothing to it is flavorless yeah that's why there's glutter and sour cream and chives yeah. and yeah, cheese. Yeah. So the, the more shit you do to a potato, and I, I kind of prefer the bacon with the potatoes. Oh, well, of course. Really bacon, chives, bacon. Little, I mean, if you um, wrap your fillets in bacon, it's better, too. A lot of things are better. I would disagree on the fillets, but a lot of other meats are absolutely better. Like I was at nice uh, Bogo, uh not too long ago. Um, I need to go back there a lot more. I have I have like gift certificates from friends piling up for Fogo. I need to go utilize. You're not going uh, out enough. I'm not. I'm maybe once a month. I need to start going out more frequently. Now, especially now that it's nice and cool here. It's like 60 degrees. It's perfect weather. Um Yeah, so at Fogo, uh they have one of my favorite things. They do a uh bacon wrapped chicken thing. A bacon wrapped chicken, chicken thing. Chicken breast, maybe? I that don't would, know. I would hope so. Unless Some it's just like something. chicken parts like they use for McNugget. Uh, it could be also chicken wrapped uh, like leg or something, drumstick. Um, or, uh, sorry, bacon wrapped drumstick. Well, I, I think it is a piece of chicken breast. But uh, the thing is, when you... And, and I, I know there's different recipes, so I'm generalizing here. But generally speaking, when you bacon wrap something... It isn't to have edible bacon on the outside. No. It is to seal in the juices with a nice fatty outer layer. Right. Like you were just saying with the butter, with the filet, Mm -hmm. this keeps fat around the meat the whole time it's cooking. Yeah. And so what I do is always first thing is first step is to cut off the bacon, discard it, and then uh, eat the actual meat part that was inside the bacon because the bacon's that like bacon wrapped around something does not yeah, make not tasty bacon correctly. no yeah it's wet on the one side and crispy on the outside and it's it's just it's not a good flavor so people i think sometimes assume that if it's brought to you in a combined way you should eat the combo and it's like no not really you you shouldn't shouldn't be eating that combo you you can take the the outside layer off and then eat the inside layer. But even bad bacon is pretty good bacon. Mm, I don't know. I, I, I like thick cut crispy bacon. Oh yeah. Well I do. And I've come to grow. I've grown to be like anything that's thin cut. I can't do it. Well, especially cooking mm. it in the air fryer mm-hmm. because then it just like disappears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's gone. <laughs> I like the stuff that takes, about you get pork rinds instead. Yeah. 
You know, if it doesn't mm-hmm. take like 15 minutes at 350 degrees to cook, it's probably not thick enough. Yeah. Although I do cook bacon at a higher temperature. I usually do it above 400. Uh, yeah. I have played around with a bunch of different settings. And if you have the time to do so, this mm-hmm. is a case to where lower heat actually, I think, produces a better texture, but it does take a lot longer. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. usually when you're making breakfast, it's not like, well, I've got an hour to burn before I yeah. want to eat. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it, the bacon better be done by the time the eggs are. Yeah. Um, I I think that the, uh, this is why I use the thick cut bacon is because the, the whole point is just to melt the fat away and then what's left and still very fatty, but what's left uh, shrinks down. And if it was thick cut to begin with, then it turns into, you know, a normal slice of bacon. Uh, if it was thin cut, it disappears. <laughs> Right. Well, and I like the texture every and I I don't hit this every time. But when you hit the texture where the bacon is between being a solid and a liquid basically mm-hmm. is the magic. When you put it into your mouth and you can't even chew it because it just like dissolves, that's the magical place for bacon. Yeah, that, not for me. That's why you cook it at a lower temperature. I like the bacon to be crispy. Okay, so you want I like it, it to break a little as soon hard. As it touches my teeth. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Not my teeth to break, the bacon <laughs> right. to break. That would be a bad uh, one. I wanted to basically go from a strip to bacon bits instantly in my mouth. Making um, bacon bits in your mouth. There's a type. Yeah. Bacon bits in my mouth. Uh, or, or if I'm making a baked potato, then I'll take that, that bacon and use my fingers to make bacon bits right into it. Yeah. But you don't want to buy the bacos where it's like it's bacon flavored product with no real bacon in it. Yeah. There's it's, it's not bacon. It's basically like uh, corn chips that are bacon flavored and colored. I made basically my version of an egg McMuffin today because I bought a pan a couple of weeks ago that has mm-hmm. the little inserts to make the eggs rather because I would normally mm-hmm. just make them in a frying pan. Then they go all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. And I had seen these things for years. I'm like, do I really? Eh, okay. So I tried one of those and it makes the mm-hmm. eggs perfectly. And then I read somewhere. Mm-hmm. It might've been on no agenda social. Somebody saying that the way they made eggs was they threw some cheese in a pan and then cooked the eggs on top of the cheese. And I'm like, huh, mm-hmm. that's an interesting choice. So I did that with this pan and it comes out and it's basically a cheese crust on the bottom of the egg. Yeah. Which is perfect to just stack two of those between uh, the pieces of an english muffin and you are good to go yeah you don't need the bread you don't need the carbs so you just use the cheese you can actually do and i've done this before if you just put and it works best with what's called mexican cheese in the grocery store which okay so is not just not a straight really, cheddar you want the mix that's like a mix of a white cheese it's, and, yeah mix of yellow orange uh you know mix of different colors food colors uh, but it's, it, you can't do it with just mozzarella because mozzarella is too stringy and melty. You have to have some harder cheese in there, like cheddar and some other stuff. But anyway, you get the Mexican cheese mix, you put it in, uh, on a hot, probably like a seven out of 10 temperature, uh, pan. And then you want to m- shuffle the pan around a little bit, like back and forth as the cheese melts so that it starts sliding around a little bit on the pan. Yeah, you don't so want it to stick, stick to it. And what you'll get is a cheesy, gooey upper side and a crispy bottom side. Yes. And you can literally use that as a taco. So you put anything else on top of the cheese 
and then you fold it over in half and what you basically get is a cheese taco. Yes. And they sell those. I've tried those. They're basically. I've never seen one sold, but I do make them at home. Yep. I mean, if you if you don't want to go through that hassle, they do sell them and they, you put them in the microwave enough just to barely melt them. And then you, they basically harden at that point. It's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> but this was great because it takes the eggs uh, and I, for the uh, English muffins, I went with the sourdough. So a little less of a, uh, of a carb mm-hmm. hit than the, you've got to be careful with the, the white or the wheat ones, but a little sourdough. Wait, your muffins bad. are not white. They're sourdough, baby. Sourdough English muffins. That's crazy. They can't be sourdough because muffins don't use any yeast. And they're sourdough they English muffins, baby. Powder. They're not, they're not English muffins, then. Well, or they're, they're sourdough flavored with an artificial flavor. They're an English muffin from. Who are they made Bay- by? I'll tell you. They're probably fake flavor. Bay's. Bay's makes them. And I think Aunt Millie's makes them as well. Sourdough English muffins. Look those up at your uh-huh. uh, at your local grocery store. I mean, they may be a bastardized version of an English muffin, but they, they appear to be English muffins. They have that kind of a texture. Oh. They're, if they have that texture, they're not sourdough. I'm telling you, English muffins it's are not made as with, it's a little softer, but it's in that vein. The English muffins, why and why I don't like them, is because they don't use yeast; they use baking powder. Um, you have a very particular palate. I do, and I'm surprised more people don't. They're like, no, I mean, we've tried this. Uh huh. People will eat anything. I mean, the people have grown up on uh, fast food, which is, you know, no bueno. Let's see. Sourdough, base sourdough English muffins come pre-sliced in the tangy flavor and the tradition of classic sourdough. Yeah. In the tradition. Let's see. Total carbohydrates. Yeah. 26 grams. So, yeah, that's about probably right. Uh, I'm looking if they have a. Uh... So sourdough, the definition of sourdough is cornstarch, fermented lactic acid, vinegar, and corn flour. That is what they're calling sourdough. It is literally sour dough, sour because of the vinegar in it. Yes. And of course, this does have yeast. That's it's, not, that's it's, not sourdough. It's sourdough like enriched bleach white wheat <laughs> flour. Mm, that sounds good. Uh huh. Riboflavin, vitamin B2, folic acid, yeah. water, yeast, cornmeal. Yeah. 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 Keep going. Where it defines uh, what sourdough is. And, and I don't know what kind of crazy person can redefine a term that already has a definition like sourdough, which is. A natural, out of thin air yeast that is prevalent, uh, just floating around where you live. It's what sourdough actually is, and they're defining sourdough as cornstarch, fermented lactic acid, which is basically fermented milk, uh, vinegar, and corn flour. None of those things are sourdough. Well, yeah, the minute you have uh, in the tradition of classic sourdough then you know yes that's not actually made out of sourdough it is sourdough flavored that's what they're doing is they're trying to recreate the flavor of sourdough of sourdough 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 Sourdough. give me some sourdough baby that's right yeah that's nuts i love sourdough i just i you know i'm trying to avoid carbs right now i'm trying to 
well, stick sourdough to the, is a uh, little better for stuff. you than the uh, any other type of bread. I believe it's a lower. I don't think it's any better for you, dude. It's just got more gluten. That's all. It's a lower hit on your glycemic index. Yeah, are you sure about that? That's what I've read. I mean, it could all be lies. I don't know. It's, uh, it was probably sure it was. on the internet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think it's probably lies. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with lies as a default answer. Thank you. It's, <laughs> hey, we've been, uh, I was, uh, heard from a buddy of mine who for the first time listened to a podcast and said, why? Yeah. Well, and that's, I think because another buddy of mine kind of told them, oh, hey, you should check this out. Listen to it. Um, and he, he, he called unrelenting, AKA the no facts checked podcast. No, no fact. Right. Well, we are fact check free. Yeah, exactly. And then I didn't deny that at all. I said, uh, yeah, yeah. What's, uh, it's a podcast about nothing and everything. Yes. It's just an off the cuff conversation. Mm -hmm. You never know what you're going to get. Might uh, hear about food. Might hear about uh, Jordan Peterson uh, versus Canada. Yeah. Well, that's the stuff going on here is crazy in the United States. What's going on in Canada is multiplied. Oh, they're the canary, man. They want to send him over to uh, be reprogrammed, which is that should scare the hell out of everybody. The probably the most famous Canadian of all time, they want to send to get reprogrammed because he's saying things they don't like. Yes, because he's doing things like retweeting a tweet from the conservative party in Canada. Not that there's really one. It's a what we would call a Democrat party down here. They refer to as the conservative party because the country is run by literal socialists. Well, again, so they, their conservative is like the Democrats. They pretend they're giving you a choice and there's really oh, yeah. the choices choice. between it's liberal a, and really, really liberal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, kind of like here, the choices between uh, the Uniparty and the Uniparty. Yeah. Y'all end up with the same thing. There's no freaking difference there. Well, the, there's 20 people in Congress in the House side that are actually in a different party. Literally everybody else is in the same party. They do seem to go in lockstep. Although there's been some just bizarre stuff with what the house has already been done. And the Democrats having no problem coming out with no, no, we hate, we hate babies. This law They've that, always hated babies. I know, but they're making it more and more clear when they voted against the law that said, well, if they're trying to abort a baby, but it's not working and the baby's born uh-huh. that you have to give it medical care. That was the bill. Every Democrat huh. in the house voted against that. Yeah. Well, what? I'm often advocated for abortion up through the 36th month. So I'm really, I guess I'm on the other extreme. I thought you're moving towards like the 18th year somewhere. <laughs> in that range. Well, I just, I don't like annoying children. You know, I like children that are, <clears throat> that, that have, the the grasp of the language, then you can communicate with them. And then they're becoming a little more interesting. But the ones that just don't speak in full sentences, I just ah, ah, wow. You know, I just I don't I got nothing there. Nothing at all. Nah, nah, nothing. It's just a weird thing to hang your hat on. That is the way well, I look ca- at it. Of all the things that I hand my hand on, you think that's the weirdest? No, no. I mean, for the Democrats, for you, I know there's oh. way weirder oh, okay. stuff okay. going well, on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. 
way weirder stuff. I found now out- in Canada, they're actually aborting adults now because they're encouraging people to commit suicide. Yeah, they're encouraging and offering Medically the services. Yes. yes, yes. The country that that encourages and offers the services of suicide has problems with Jordan Peterson quoting tweets. Well, it shows you where the mentality in those countries mm-hmm. are. I don't know. I would much rather live in a country that respects life rather than, yeah, you know, you're a little depressed. We'll just let you die. We'll help you die. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I fully think that a person should always have the choice of whether or not they want to continue living. It's if you're not allowed to commit suicide, then you're not really you don't own your own body like somebody else does, like the government. However, There's I do a, have a problem with the government using suicide as a form of medical treatment. Yes. Oh, you've got a fever. Okay, come on in. We'll uh, put you to sleep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the reality is suicide's always been there for people that want to do it. Everybody's yeah, I think so. What are you watching in the background now? I was trying to flip to a different tab in my browser sorry Uh about that Uh uh-oh that's always a problem any website that automatically plays audio i want to kill that goddamn timcast i hate that guy i know you do tell him to take that beanie and shove it right up his arse i'm I'm curious what what is it about tim that that seems to turn so many people off in um with demographics of no agenda social because you know i ran a poll recently i think you probably saw about political affiliation. On the I, be- agenda. I believe so. I don't know if I saw the results though. Yeah. So the results are zero Democrats. Yes. Out of yes. I 180 did. people that surveyed. There's a lot of independents. There's a few Republicans. And then libertarians are the smallest. Well, the libertarians are <laughs> bigger than Democrats, but uh, definitely it's first Republicans, second independents, and then third libertarians and then fourth zero democrat that's uh i mean ideally i would have loved to see like 300 people replying but that's still a pretty good number 180 replies um for statistics and uh i don't think adam realized that that no democrats at all listen to their show (laughs) but not just you can't go by that sure one you little can. Poll. that's what a poll is no, no, you, well, you, absolutely you can well that's what they do but that doesn't mean it's yeah. reality well, it is reality what do you mean but it's showing, reality what are you talking about it's showing it's a very small percentage most likely it's a percentage of zero <laughs> that well there's a margin of error in all polls which even on yours is probably a good three to four percent so there could still be three or four percent of even though you're at zero there's always that margin of error but it does show an interesting thing. Either one, people don't want to admit to it, which mm-hmm. is not a rarity at this point. Like, oh, no. Especially once you realize, like, you're in the minority. Uh, you know, people get to be dicks on the Internet. So a lot of times if you are outed as something, all of a sudden people are going to go all you know hog wild over it. I saw that when I was like, hey, fuck you. I'm getting the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Oh, you're an idiot. Ah! You know, a lot of people just don't want to deal with that. Mm-hmm. For me, it's good content, and I can go. No, no, fuck you. You're an idiot too. Everybody's an idiot. That's the whole world. Nobody knows yeah. anything. Yeah, it's um, 
but but it's interesting. I mean, I, I would have expected at least like five percent. It's just it was very strange. Well, we know there are Democrats that have been active on no agenda social, like the guy Magos. Mm-hmm. So they're out there. I mean, they may just not follow you. The Democrats may just hate you, so they won't see your post. Um, all the Democrats might have you blocked. Point. <clears throat> that's that's a good point so yeah you actually came up with something useful here so if all the democrats I've have that. the poll have me blocked then they would not see the poll that's a good point so you have but to then, go by the 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 survey size yeah is bigger than most uh most surveys actually um except for the you know the the big survey companies they'll usually like to do about three thousand people but uh, and they know how to get the answer that they want. That's like the exit beauty. Polls are usually under 180. You usually see these things, you know, if they're a couple of thousand and it's one, it's usually very yeah. hard to get what people identify as. And it's always mm-hmm. fun when you see that. And it's like, well, out of the how it doesn't really matter how many people that you surveyed when you see, well, it was 50 percent Democrats. 20% Republican and 30% independent. It's like, well, you know, mm-hmm. it's a skewed poll. So right. it's, it's, it's hard to get accurate information. And that's why, I mean, polls are interesting for their entertainment value, but rarely for predicting anything. Mm-hmm. It's all a scam. It all depends who you're asking and how you're asking the question. That's another very important thing are the, the verbiage being used, the words that you use in your questions. Right, right, right. Well, anyway, um, I, the reason I brought it up is because uh, the reason I ran the poll is because uh, Tim ran a poll, uh, same exact one for his show. There so are Democrats compare, listening compare to him. the audience. Uh, no, but it was like 25% Democrats. It was definitely a lot more Democrats than zero. Uh, so yeah, I guess you're probably right. It would have been better if, uh, well, I, what I should have done is just ask Adam to retweet it. Then that would have probably gotten a way bigger response. And we know like with Rush Limbaugh, there were a lot of Democrats who were hate listening or they were trying oh, yeah. to, you know, tear everything he said apart. So that's why they were listening, but it's good to hear the other side. I just don't like Tim pool's delivery. And for that, it, it makes it harder. And there's everybody I think's got somebody I'm that's to, like, yeah. That. And I'm trying to understand why, because th- this is something that is <clears throat> like, you're not the only he's, one, like a lot of concise. people on no agenda social, but neither are most people. Uh, a lot of people on no agenda social just really, and whenever I mention Tim pool, they, it, it always has to go to some insult that has nothing to do with the information. Oh, the pool boy. Oh, the beanie guy. Oh, the skateboard <laughs> dude. It's like, He's a multimillionaire who is self-made, unlike the rest of you fuckers. And he is uh, doing good by talking about and bringing guests in that nobody else is. Except maybe Joe Rogan. He's the new. But at this point, Joe Rogan's the sellout. Temple's the actual guy doing the work. Doing the See? Oh, ooh, did I offend somebody by calling Rogan a sellout? Oh my God. Not me, but I mean somebody. Not you, but I know some people will be offended because he is. And I don't blame the guy 
I mean, dude, for that much money, I'd fucking sell out in heartbeat. Yeah. So but like, you can't I'll... also take the money and deny that you're sell out. There and is... if anybody thinks his show hasn't changed, you're not listening. Because if you listen to the last, let's say, well, they were in negotiations for the last like 50 episodes before he switched, but go back a year, a year before he went to Spotify and compare a random three or four shows from that year with a random three or four shows from post Spotify. I, if you don't see or hear a difference, you're not listening. And I, I haven't listened or watched enough to tell you, but it was obvious by the amount of episodes that disappeared mm-hmm. that there was a change. You can't deny that. And I don't know if any of those people have ever been allowed back on. Like I, I think he did. Did, uh, was there a Rogan with Alex Jones recently? Did he have him back on? I don't think so. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there was, and I missed it, but I, I don't recall, uh, Alex talking about that because a bunch of these things that just disappeared shows you that and they've both been on Tim Pool's show. Oh, the, the pool boy, the beanie boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. I just don't see. I, I just don't understand what, like, where's that knee jerk reaction coming from? Because, and then at first I thought, well, they, they, probably because everybody's saying that is in their 50s and 60s and he's younger and he talks about skating tim's gonna be 40 in just a few years i think a big part of it is he makes it way too obvious at least from what i've seen you've seen more so correct me if i'm wrong but he makes it way too obvious that he's getting his information just by reading news sites on the internet which is how we all Which get is our what information. Everybody does. Yeah, exactly. You know, but that's to me, this is why it makes it very much worthless. And it, and it, and it's, it's actually not even true saying that it's, it seems that way, but here's the thing. Tim started his own news company, which employs actual reporters that do investigative reporting so that he can just simply use them as a source. But I want to like, know what they're actually doing. Nobody in the else reporting is doing that. field. What has he brought out that has been breaking news? That's an overused uh, term, but what has he yeah. broke oh. that nobody else has? What has he had on his news organization first that wasn't mm-hmm. taken from another news organization? Oh, there's a ton. There's a ton of stuff. Um, what's uh, what's the name of their site? It's um, uh, I don't go on their news site because I just enjoy the the you know you just you just want to hear the dulcet tones of the pool boy talking to you for hours it's not even dulcet tones he's got certainly some things he can prove but in general the content of what he says is spot on and that's the part that i understand people are like they don't like it's like saying i don't like the package that food comes in yeah but it's really good food yeah but i just don't like the package Okay. No, I understand that, but it's the mentality. There was a guy on Twitter that responded to my reposting of the latest no agenda episode uh-huh. who said that, uh, Adam and John are low info, not spending enough time on Twitter before hopping on the air. And I'm like, you idiot hopping on Twitter. Like you think Twitter is where you're going to get accurate information about what's going on in the world. I mean, it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. But that's the mentality of a lot of people and whether, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but 
I feel like watching Tim pool is like watching somebody who is just commenting on what they've read on Twitter or Fox news or Breitbart or wherever, but, but that's what it should be. It's literally rush Limbaugh. Yeah. But rush was actually interesting. Maybe that's the difference. Maybe it is just the way the whole thing was the personality. Maybe it, that maybe as simple as that rush. I liked the humor and I didn't mm-hmm. listen to rush nonstop either because anybody that has a life, it's hard to listen to somebody that's on three hours a day, which was Limbaugh mm-hmm. and Tim. I don't know. What does Tim do a day now? Because he's got so many different things, probably about five hours. So it's like, I just, I can't, I need to have my news. But you don't need to listen to all of Tim. You know, I mean, that's, that's the other thing is, but I know I can't see I'm OCD. I think in that case, eh, maybe. and it's like, if I'm, I feel like I'm missing something other, it's, <laughs> it's hard because if it's live and it's not available anywhere else, then you catch it when so, it's on, but then you, you don't to, feel like you're missing it. If it's something that is put out if there, you go to timcast.com. Uh, it has different news categories up top that you can click on and it'll show you stories by their reporters on those topics. Now what Jenna millennial says it's in Tim pool's presentation. He comes off as a douche. What does that mean? I have no name says Tim pool doesn't have much sarcasm or humor. Net Ned says he got his fame Uh from the occupy movement, which makes him forever a douchebag. Why is that a douchebag? Occupy was exactly right. The corporations did steal a bunch of money and are running this country into the ground. How's that a douchebag? That the Occupy position is literally the position of the twenty members in Congress that actually are doing something. I don't know. I'm just reporting I, to you the, live. I, I agree. I appreciate you reporting live, but that's what I'm trying to understand: is wh- what's going on here? Why are people? Like, how did they end up being no agenda listeners when their status? Occupy was a front, says NetNet. I have no name, says I Occupy used to watch. Occupy was not a front. Occupy was stoned. Occupy started off as absolutely the real deal. And then the woke came in and took it over. I had and that no was name, about a week afterwards. Too much of the same story. And I think that is what I've heard, too, from people, even in regards to no agenda especially when the COVID stuff was, and still is Mm. a pretty Mm. big part of it. And I think there's a certain point where people, if they're checking out on a subject, and -hmm. I think that happened to people on the, the Democrat side as well. There was only a small amount of the people that follow politics on the Democrat side, as far as just your average citizen Mm -hmm. that really wanted to hear the negative Trump stuff all the time, you know, and that got to be tiresome. And I think that's a big part. It gets of, old. That's why we yes. don't talk about Ukraine all the time. Right. Because there's, you can't keep beating the same dead horse over no, 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 no. and over. No, but again, so here's, maybe this will tell you why I do like what Tim's doing. Um, you like the beanie. I, yeah. I grew up watching the, the, uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Oh, God damn it. I, I can see his picture or I can see what he looks like. But I can't remember his name, but it was a political talk show where the guy said, you're wrong. Do you know who I'm talking about? No. Oh, <laughs> God. God damn. Wrong. Um, yes, yes, yes. It was a, a political show. A political show. It in real time. 
Now, was this like was, a uh, multiple people on the show? What was this? Uh, where yeah, was yeah, it on? Yeah. Was it a uh, CNN show? Was it like uh, 60 minutes? Uh, no. It, no, PBS. Oh, um, wasn't the guy that was just fired due to the Me Too movement? Was it the old guy, no. Charlie Rose? Wasn't him? No, no, no. It's way before that. This is, this is like in the 80s. And was it wasn't uh, Morton Downey Jr. Was it that? No, it wasn't like Morton Downey like, Jr. I did watch him. That's not a political <laughs> show. Morton Downey no. Jr. was the precursor of of uh, everything. All the, all the, yeah, yeah. the talk shows. Uh huh. Um, it it was uh, God, I keep thinking it was like the the McLaughlin Group. Yes, that's the one. Did you Guru in the in the troll room is very good. So over did, we know his again. age. We know his age. Yeah, Digi's like uh, four thousand years old. Now. Yeah, clearly because he okay, so he knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the McLaughlin Group was a political show where they would typically have a couple of reporters, and then uh, occasionally some actual politicians come in, and McLaughlin would ask questions to people on different topics. And what I loved about it is uh, after getting their answers, after they've had their speaking, if he disagreed with them, he to preface. His comments, which would be the last word, with "you're wrong," and then provide his answer, and uh, uh, that was that was awesome. Um, so I like heated debates in uh, in watching pundits. Which really, yes. I mean, that's that's what it is. Tim pulls a pundit show. Oh yeah, it's it's uh, like Tim and Luke and uh ian's an idiot but other than ian everybody else i mean they're they're basically pundits political pundits and then they have a different guest every time and sometimes those guests are actual politicians and sometimes they're not politicians but they're somebody that's deep into politics uh so it's fun seeing what different people will say but like they had just the other day they had the um uh the gal that started gays against uh groomers or gays against grooming or gays against groomers probably groomers yeah something like that then the the leftists yeah. didn't like that oh no of course not but the uh like i i i had to comment on there's like this is a perfect example of a strong independent woman this is what hollywood's been trying to get us to actually follow uh she's gay and uh she's not a man hater well, how and dare she, she? And she is a pedophile hater. Amazing. Amazing. Can gay people have opinions like that? Is that allowed? Is it allowed for gay people to hate pedophiles and not hate men? You know, the concept of having a good debate on a show used to be the norm. And I think that was one thing back when he was on Fox that Bill O'Reilly did very well, which is now nearly impossible because when he runs his own network, his own show, Mm-hmm. You can't get the same guess. It used to be because Fox had so many viewers yeah. that the people on the other side would come on to argue their point in just the hopes that they would reach somebody. Now, nobody seemingly wants to talk to anybody on the other side. So it's great when that can happen, no matter where it is. It's mm-hmm. getting it's getting way more rare than it should be, because there's no way you're going to get to an answer or a country that can actually function. If you can't sit down and have the arguments and say, well, here's what we want to do. Here's what we want to do. Explain why Mm -hmm. and come to a 
consensus because that's how it used to be. Right. But not anymore. No, everybody pretty much down the line votes in a party line and that's bad for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's well, the party line is still picked by somebody and you have to look at who that is. And that's why I called the uniparty what we have right now, because there's no real difference between the Democrats and the Republicans. There, There's a, a arbitrary pretend difference. But if you look at what actually gets passed, 90% of it are things not good for the American people. Uh, aside from the hundred billion going to Ukraine out of U.S. taxpayers' money, and it's not even going to Ukraine. It's basically going to U.S. military manufacturers. <laughs> this is the, the wealth transfer from the regular working man, yes, I'll use that word, to the companies that make weapons of destruction. That's the transfer that the Biden administration's going to be famous for. That's their biggest accomplishment. And it can't happen without the cooperation of Congress and Congress and both sides have been cooperating greatly on this. Um, but aside from that, you look at everything in the past. It's like, what the fuck? The, uh, how many billions of dollars going to the IRS to hire more people yep. to do more investigations into the lower middle-class taxpayer? Well, the house, what just, the fuck? Yeah. That was one of the first things they did was come out against that. Cause they wanted to hire 87,000 new agents. Yeah. Oh, and they did hire 87,000 new agents. There's no wanted to. They, that passed. It's I think done. they're trying to pull that they funding can't. now. They can't pull it. It's impossible. I, I wrote about this. You can pull this it. Is, this is purely a. Are you pulling uh, it? What? Can you pull it? I'm sorry. Yeah. I was making a really, really immature joke about pulling I, it. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. So <laughs> the, the point of the funding is it passed. And right now it's purely virtue signaling saying we're going to, we're going to have a bill that, uh, pulls the funding out of there. Uh, okay, well that's great, but that's literally a slim minority or sorry, slim majority in the house Senate already passed the other one. They're not going to agree to limit it. The president already signed the other one. He's not going to sign the pulling bill. So it's a joke. It, nothing that's going to change that money's already been approved. It already went there. This is, this is a waste of their time to put legislation that they know isn't going to get signed and isn't even going to get, uh, a, um, uh, a comparable package passed in the Senate. It is literally a waste of their time to uh-huh. do. Other than for for virtue signaling, which is what they're using it for. Well, is it pure virtue signaling? Is it virtue signaling or is it trying to get votes in the next election? You know, that's you look at the house. That that is literally the definition of virtue signaling. The house coming out. I mean, you saw the house pass a bill to abolish the IRS entirely. Yeah. And again, virtue signaling. This, this is a waste of time. This accomplishes nothing. Oh, but it does. It's, it's, it a, does well, not. It's, it's not a, a single thing. It, it doesn't accomplish anything on the mm-hmm. government level, but it's an interesting thing to then be able to put in your ads the next time something uh, rolls again, around Darren, for an election. That is literally what virtue signaling right. is. But that's what everybody does to get votes. This is the, and I don't think it's, it's virtue signaling because they're not like we're doing it, it because we're virtuous. 
they're doing it with like, well, here's our idea. And if it was up to us, we wouldn't even have the IRS. The Democrats no, it love is taking totally your virtue money. signaling. Virtue signaling doesn't mean Democrats only doing it. Virtue signaling You're not means doing it to be virtuous, though. It's, no, you are doing it to be virtuous because the virtue is the appeal to your your constituents. That is what being virtuous means. No, but you think Democrats? Not. No, it is. That is that is the same definition. Do you think the Democrats actually are being virtuous when they do the shit they do? When they're like, oh, we're helping Ukraine and we're helping the poor unemployed. And the, uh-huh. yeah, that's pretending to be virtuous. Saying uh-huh. we're getting rid of the IRS is not a virtue thing. No, it is. It's the exact same thing. It's just from the other side, buddy. No, but it's totally different. It's not. It is identical. It is doing something that doesn't result in the thing that you're pretending to be doing. That's not just, what just, virtue signaling means. It is. That's not it, pandering to your base. It's a different thing. Pandering to your splitting base hairs. is, well, I mean, that is what virtue signaling is. It is pandering to your base for politicians. If you're not a politician, then virtue signaling is pandering to your friends. It is literally pandering. Pandering by saying, oh, look at this great thing I did. How awesome am I? Virtue signaling, though, is limited in scope to things that are racial justice no there's no it's not not at all no it's not no i would that's the way i would uh see the definition that's that's, that is okay that's fine but that's like the republican definition of virtue signaling (laughs) it's not the real definition of it virtue signaling what is just having a different uh, just having a different point of view is not virtue signaling uh, here's the thing the point of view here's the difference right so virtue signaling is doing something to demonstrate how good and right you are to the people that you're targeting, which to the Democrats are the Democrats, to the Republicans are the Republicans. Actually doing something good is different from virtue signaling, from virtue signaling, because you're actually accomplishing things that are good for that group. When the Democrats do virtue signaling, they're not actually helping all these minorities that they're pretending to help are they unrelenting semantics as the reverend dr pfeiffer in the troll room <laughs> yes it is semantics but semantics matter because we're living in an age of invented definitions but there's a, a difference between basis. just having your party platform and being virtue signaling so if your party platform your party is, platform is not abolished the irs the party platform oh, does not include the republicans for a while have wanted to gut the irs it's that, not something new <laughs> It's not something new, but wasting time in Congress on something like that is virtue signaling. I don't buy that it's virtue signaling. I well, buy that it's here's you're our wrong. <laughs> luckily, I get to edit the episodes. So oh, the- <laughs> luckily, you're too lazy to actually edit anything and you just want to post it. Right, well, that's better. It's way better. Uh, mm-hmm. Although I could just I should just re- I just here. Let me go. You're wrong. Now, I just take that clip and I can put that after everything you said in the episode. Yeah. Yeah. You could if you weren't lazy. Uh huh. But I, I might be able to be automated because I could just search for when your well, voice stops. I can definitely and, do it in the software I use. Oh, I can totally right. automatically replace the script. And, and yeah, the script will totally let you do that. Yeah. What you saw, the you thing. can do a search and a replace and just replace that. <laughs> right. You're wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. You're wrong. That would uh-huh. be fantastic. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, I, I do want to clip the McLaughlin. You're wrong because it's very powerful. 
So I've actually pulled up a, one of his episodes and I think I'll do that after the end of our recording. So I'll go through and try and make a clip of his. You're wrong, which was just great. And I I need to send you a copy of that as well. I saw this the other day for yourself. And then, uh, no agenda talked about it yesterday. The fact Mm -hmm. that Microsoft is now claiming, and we've talked about this because of the descript and because of the deep fakes and that, that they're now claiming all it takes is three seconds of somebody's voice for them to be able to recreate it with inflections and everything else. Mm. I think that's bullshit. I'd love to. Yeah. I'd love to see it to believe it. Yeah. You know, you'd have to hear it to know if it sounds legit with all of these AI things that are coming out. All I'll say is that there's a lot of voice actors who are probably shitting themselves at this moment. If that technology is there. Voice actors, musicians, artists, anybody doesn't do a real job. All these people are shitting themselves. Well, there for voice actors, especially there is a lot of work out there. If you've ever wondered how all uh, all of these audio books are made and a lot of these Mm -hmm. books barely sell in a physical form, they barely sell in Mm -hmm. their paper form. It's like, well, you go, well, how tell me about it? Right. If you're going to write a book like Sir Gene's books on you have multiple books. I do. If you wanted them turned into audiobooks, it takes a lot of time. So I've looked at this and the estimates I've got were that it's probably somewhere between a thousand on the cheap side and five thousand on the more expensive side to have a a voice dude read my book. And uh then I talked to another buddy of mine who just got his done. And uh, apparently he bid it out on one of those sites that lets you bid stuff out. And he's got his whole book done for about 200 bucks. How? Because uh, desperate. Desperate void people. will yeah. read the whole yeah. thing for 200 yeah. bucks. Yeah, pretty much. It's like you're down to they're this bidding against thing. each other, right? They're right. bidding against each other. So they provide a sample. They, they read like a paragraph and then they give you the uh, price uh, per hour that they're willing to do it on. It's down to 20 bucks an hour. Nice. Well, I mean, nice, or it's turning people into basically uh, minimum income slave wage earners that used to be a much better paying job. Well, they used to make over a hundred bucks an hour. Yes. Unless yeah. you want that better voice. If you want that, well, this is, I where was shocked at how good the voice was, man. Really? I was shocked. I was like, well, this has got to be some college student or some shit. Nope. This is a guy that's done multiple books. Sounds really good. It, a little bit. I, the only, the only, my only complaint, the speed was a little slow. I would accelerate it up. by 150%. He got but speeds it. Other than that. Yeah. I should get that, that speed rear guy. You remember from the ads in the eighties, the, the guy that used to, well, yeah, like, especially for the end of the drug edge, you got to drive yeah, really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get one of those guys to just read the whole book. That'd be great. But if they People can take somebody's voice and get to the point that it is completely yeah. un- non-distinguishable for the average person to hear yeah, that yeah, it's yeah. a computerized thing. I don't think they're there. I don't I really either. Don't. And the, the AI in this case that would be interesting would be able to understand where the emphasis and where the emotion needs to come yeah. in more than anything else. Now, the, the AI's that are controlling those voices do a much better job when they know what they're talking about. If it's just uh, a voice reading text, it's a lot harder for that voice to do. Now I've bought a number of voices 
um, I think about seven all said and done. And uh, for, you know, computer uh, text-to-speech stuff. And there are some that sound better than others. My favorite two are actually, um, uh, one of them is a Scottish male voice. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is a uh, British female. And yeah, those two are probably the most realistic sounding that I've got, uh, that I've bought of any voice. And I, I've listened to hundreds of these voices, but. Uh, but also I'm trying to do it locally and not just Google voice and Microsoft voice uh, and whatever the hell they're called, their actual brand names. But yeah, there's a bunch of everybody wants you to just do it through online now. It's like, no, dude, I want to be able to have voices when I'm not plugged in. Like it doesn't, it, it, this is not a benefit that you are required to be connected to the internet just to use a freaking voice product. That's oh, lame. Yeah. No, I would agree. So you have uh, you have the uh, the chat AI write you a book, and then you have an artificial voice read that book. Well, and it's you. even better because and then draw some pictures for it while you're at it. If all I have to do is talk for like five seconds, and Microsoft yeah, can recreate not, that, they can't. They can't. Well, oh, I agree. It's not realistic. I agree, but yeah. it, it's basically showing us that it's getting the bar is getting small. It's it is, it is. So like a year ago, I made the Adam Curry interview episode for Sir Gene Speaks. And that took me 40 hours to make. There was a lot more. of editing. There was a ton of editing. Every word, basically, or at least every sentence was edited. DG uh, Guru so, is pointing out the McLaughlin group was only wrong. There was no you're in front of wrong. It was just wrong wrong yes he's correct yes uh it's been years since i've seen it but yeah now that i'm thinking about it it was just wrong it wasn't you're wrong yeah uh, we could use that after every sentence on this show yeah wrong well the <laughs> thing is our show isn't even a, a talk show our show is just a wait we're not talking show about nothing well it's not a commentary we don't do a political commentary show I mean, we do sometimes. We do a food commentary oh, show. We do, other yeah, times. we do a food commentary a show. Commentary, we do a uh, music commentary. Some, yeah, yeah. Uh, semantics commentary show. Uh, we do we do a variety of topics, but it's not, you know, we're not just like, there should, there's zero expectations or should be from See, our that should be the name of the show. Zero, zero expectations. expectations. I think there's a few of those out there already. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, anything that ends with podcast usually should have the zero expectations in front of it. Which should at least be uh, uh, dude, in parentheses. You know, one thing I'm I've been doing is I've been uh, like cross promoting other podcasts, and then people that listen to Sir Gene speaks will have heard a number of things pop up in the middle of the show. That's basically a commercial, but it's a commercial for another podcast. And it used to be. A few months ago, when I started doing this, that it was podcasts that um, uh, that were on the same, you know, host as me, and they're basically they're established, right? Lately, I've noticed that most of these podcasts, when their little little blurb, their little ad for themselves is like, uh, "Listen for blah blah blah," starting a podcast about yada yada yada. That's like, what you guys haven't even done a podcast, and they're you're doing ads. You're, what the hell? 
that's just that that seems wrong we're like, going to be doing one at some point yeah well presumably soon but still it's kind of like well no one's gonna want to listen to a show that's not available yet well that's the ultimate the whole, i mean our show is about point. nothing that's a show mm. that doesn't even exist that's a, yeah yeah exactly so it's <laughs> it's like whoa so you're it's i don't understand how that works because with something on podcasting if i if i hear an ad for another podcast and it sounds interesting the topic is interesting i'm gonna right away go into my podcast app type in the search string and if nothing comes up that'll be the last opportunity that they have to get me because you know that ad's not going to be in the next episode and uh if it's if that show's not actually uploaded and available by the time the ad is running for the show what the hell i don't know i don't know i got a weird email what's that from a guy uh that will remind me to ask you about sats oh streaming satoshis my friend um this came through on the grumpy old ben's email from a guy named Mm. raj who claims to be the president of the open community foundation Ooh, and i I, this is also a thing it's like well if you do a search for the guy's name there's Uh some information that he's worked for reddit and started a couple Mm. other companies but he says i'm a founder of a new nonprofit called the open community foundation Mm -hmm. we're building tools and services to make life easier for podcasters Mm. I'm conducting market research to better understand existing pain points. I came across your podcast on the podcast index and I Mm. see you're using some of their tools, including value for value. If you're available Mm. for a quick call, I would love to hear about your experience as a podcaster. Well, that sounds cool. I'm like, but for what, what are you, what are you going to be able to do? Like Mm -hmm. I can get a message to Adam Curry and Dave Jones that I know Mm -hmm. they'll read. So if I want something done in the podcasting world, who do you think is going to do a better job at fixing what I need done than Apple? Apple. Yeah, they're always right on the cusp <laughs> of getting everything done. Oh, Screw those the- podcast index, guys. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm going to call up Apple. Uh-huh. They'll, call they'll, up Apple. Apple, I have a problem with my podcast. I need you to fix. They'll put me through to the uh, voicemail for Steve Jobs, and then uh, he'll get right back <laughs> to me, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm sure Steve will. Uh-huh. What did you want to know uh, about them streaming sats though? So, yeah. So apparently, I don't know. I, I don't have like a, I don't, my shit's not working right. Apparently. <laughs> and your shit's uh, fucked up as Warren Zevon. When saying, well, a great and, song. well at, so Adam texts me. He's like, Hey, I think your thing's not working. Cause I just tried to send you some sats and it didn't go through. And I'm like, uh, Oh yeah. I forgot about sats. So I don't know. Rebooted my server. I don't know if it's still working or not, but, but more importantly, I did the fricking math. How much money did I pay to have a server running versus how much money has come in? Probably more. I've paid more than the amount of money that has come in through streaming sets. Now that you could say, ha ha, nobody listens to your podcast. Fuck you. Ha ha. And, and there's a, there's something to be said for that. Um, you know, certainly uh, I think, uh, the podcast has been slow and growing, but also like last month I did one episode in December. So yeah, that's not really great. And people like a little more consistency and I'm going to attempt to do that this year. But, um, but I'm seriously thinking of just shutting the whole damn thing down, not the podcast, but the whole like sad thing. Well, there are free 
solutions to getting sats which is all i've used i've then never said it's free it's just when you pay instead well, they of they take a percentage monthly, they take yeah, a they small take a percentage yeah percentage well so far i've been paying 112 percent. see that's not good i'm like at two percent <laughs> or three percent or whatever it is and i'm happy yeah, and with i think that. i was i think i was calling you sucker paying three percent what kind of idiot and it was more uh-huh. than three by the way i think it's ten I don't think it's that service. high with LB. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And then the reason I didn't go with them from the get go is because I'm like, I'm not going to lose 10%. That's for suckers. Well, I've moved a I'm lot gonna of have it my over, own server. A lot of it over to get LB rather than. So that's Satoshi the one Adam Street. suggested to me. He's like, Hey, it's if a you, wallet. you know, why, why don't you just switch over to LB? Yes. Um, and that's, I, I looked that up and that seemed like it was just a, a GitHub project. It's a wallet. Um, yeah, I guess, but it's, so where does it live? Where does it live there? Yeah. It's in the yeah. browser. That's it's a, it lives in the browser. It's a browser so your computer wallet, crashes. Yeah. You lose everything. If you're, well, you can then recreate. It's very much like a crypto, any other crypto wallet, which is mm-hmm. you have a phrase that will be able to recreate that. So if you do have a, yeah, but see, this failure, is what I like about having a server running somewhere else other than the cost of it. But if your server then crashes, then you get no sense. Well, the server can't crash because it's run on Amazon. So it ain't going anywhere. Oh, it's Amazon. It can crash. Trust me. Uh, no, it can't <laughs> get LB works just fine. Uh huh. I mean, again, for the amount of money that's being brought in. Well, and that's the thing is, is it even worth it? Uh, right now in my get LB wallet, I need to convert this to, uh, to an Amazon Pizza? gift card. No, yeah. no. Mm-hmm. Right now I've got, uh, well, it, with the Bitcoin rate right now, I just pulled it up. I have 437 bucks worth of, uh, lightning. Okay. So I've got about 250 bucks worth of lightning Aha. in a year. That's yeah. Well, this is, it takes a long over time. the course of a year. Yes. And I've paid over $300 for having the server well so you're you're in the wrong side of that one then i am i am but i'm also like okay so i've i've learned a little bit about it i've set up this server i've kind of understood how it works i've shuffled money back and forth you pay transaction fees every time you do that i I don't ask for donations is it even worth it should i just shut it down just go back to being podcasting 1.0 well having it there i mean adam would be pissed obviously but not (laughs) you know you know, he wouldn't. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit what it's I do. It's not going to, it's, I don't think there's anybody. Well, the quick answer to this is I don't think there is anybody who would want to donate money to you that right. would be like, well, exactly. you That's don't exactly have this, right. so I'm not doing it. Yeah, exactly right. And the, and the whole, you know, like streaming thing, I think only one person on my podcast that listens to my podcast actually uses a podcasting 2.0 app. Because this is the problem. I, every episode that I have, I see a what appears to be eight sats per minute. That's coming about in. right, like a penny a minute, right? Uh, yeah, it's way less than a penny. It's about a thirty seconds of a penny per minute, and um, and that comes in for the duration of about two hours, and then stops. And so there's literally one person that's using a podcasting two point app. And like 700 people that are using regular apps that don't do streaming sets or they've turned it off, which is actually harder to do. So I would assume that if, if they're using the podcasting 2.0 apps, that 
it's more of a pain to turn off the default streaming sats than that. That's what I found anyway. Ned so, uh, says he would donate to Sir Gene Speaks, but he's saving up for an air fryer. <laughs> perfect. I would highly recommend an air fryer over donation for everybody. That's a much better use of your money. Yeah. I mean, really um, with the lightning, I have just set most of it back to uh, yeah. Adam and Dave over at Podcast Index there for you their go. show. So, I, and it, uh, you know, there's a very easy way to do that, which is just simply to do a split that gives them 90% and you 10%. Yeah, that would also be. Mm-hmm. That would be one way to go. But the fact that, I mean, well, I it, th- it would be the proper way to do it if you want to avoid IRS fees, because right now you're going to be paying IRS fees and all those donations to them. Uh, IRS fees, meaning taxes. Nobody is seeing the lightning stuff. That is the <laughs> other interesting thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, okay. How is this being tracked by the IRS? Let us know. Well, there's uh, about uh, 89,000 new IRS agents that are being trained in the forensics of exactly what to tell people to get them to pay for things like this. Yeah, but there's no way to track the, like the Monero. I mean, if you have, Uh, uh, so it looks like you have some accounts that you have not listed on your IRS form 36. The accounts aren't attached to your name. I mean, that's the other oddity with, but you don't go to jail for having an account attached or unattached. You go to jail for lying to the government, but they have to be able to prove that you don't have what you got. Uh, They do have to be able to prove it. And you not providing data they're requesting is actually enough to arrest you. Well, and being the amounts are so low at this point. How do they know that? I would they're going to assume you're doing millions. Right. Because there's nobody doing podcast. millions. Well, hold on. You're a full-time podcaster. You've got to be doing at least 50 grand a year. You know, you would think, but no. <laughs> well, no. Prove it. I think last I guess you'll year. Have to, you'll have to show them your accounts to prove it. If I'm not wrong, like last year among all the shows was like 10 grand. Well, you don't have to publicly see now you're going to be on the hook for that 10 grand. No, I am. Cause I have to pay. Cause it all is through yeah. PayPal. Yeah, yeah. So I have to PayPal pay taxes on that it. shit. Yes. So anyway, bottom line with all this stuff is I think podcasting 2.0 is awesome. I love the idea. I love having the streaming concepts, but why not have what it? If, if you just have to pay a small percentage to have a reliable company just host the wallet for you why the reliable you is part of the issue though is i don't i just albie seems legit the guys have been on podcasting uh, 2.0 with adam how, and dave well what does that mean legit i mean it still relies on your browser you said the browser is hosting the wallet so your browser gets updated well, that's how you the, get access to the wallet i mean it's kind of like is any the other. wallet living in the cloud or is the wallet on your browser No, no, the wallet exists in the cloud. So, I mean, you don't have to be on to get. Okay. Okay. So if the wallet's in the cloud, then that's better. I'm, I'm more. I mean, I don't know if I would trust it with millions of dollars or anything, but uh, I don't trust PayPal with millions of dollars either. No, definitely not. Although, uh, PayPal is, uh. You know, they're probably more likely to not lose a million dollars. The other thing with, well, maybe Bitcoin people, the other thing with lightning is there are still times that things don't go through. For instance, uh, see Brooklyn just sent us 55, 55 sats, which will make him mm-hmm. the sole executive producer of today's show uh, with the comments that said, this is a boost about nothing, but it's very <laughs> possible that uh, that's funny that you didn't get the half that should be going to you because if your thing uh, is not on then you know if you're hosting your own everybody that sends you money puts a note in there that that this is not meant for sir gene 
right. This is, but it's like, but half goes to mm-hmm. Sir So it should all be, mm-hmm. it should all be messages for you is what yeah, it should be. I don't get messages. So, well, see, you got something wrong there. You got to get your boostergram so you can see all that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm, I'm just, maybe I'm just disillusioned or whatever it is. I'm just starting to just simplify. Well, it needs, and you're right with that. I did just have a $25 PayPal come in to Sir Gene yesterday. So people are at least are figuring out that they can use PayPal. You know, and this but, could um, be the show that we could try this concept again. Although we didn't try it in this way. I was thinking about this the other day. Which one? The locals concept. And it may be, yeah, it nobody wants to join locals. That's I think that was my lesson learned is nobody wants to join yet another thing that requires a login just to support somebody. Like they want to use tools that they already have. You see, and but this, this is also is, why I think so few people are running podcasting 2.0 apps because uh, you know they're just used to the the built-in Apple or Google one. They don't want to mix. They don't, they want to try something new. Well, I think the concept of and is this just something that can't be done anymore? The concept of a podcast such as ours only having one inlet for donations, because once you start doing what I have been doing, which is, mm-hmm. well, we'll take your check in the mail. We'll take PayPal. Yeah, we'll, we'll take anything. crypto. Mm-hmm. It becomes a nightmare for accounting. Right. And I would like to be able to get this down into, which I think is one of the reasons why no agenda for the longest time didn't want to do crypto. It's like, yeah, you you need to limit the way you're taking money in just because otherwise it's going to drive you insane. Mm -hmm. But you're right. People don't, if you go, Hey, we're going with Patreon or we're going with locals, then people Mm -hmm. are like, well, I don't want to do that. And then there are people like, why fuck PayPal? I don't want to use PayPal. It's like, okay. Yeah, fuck PayPal, fuck Patreon. Uh And I agree with all of those. Fuck Uh all those guys. Um, Which is why ultimately I've always just said, don't donate. Don't donate at all. Right. I mean, that's simpler. It's simpler for everybody. It's simpler for you to not have to do anything. It's simpler for the the host to not get anything. It's just simpler. Now, it may not be preferable. Right. But it is simpler when nothing's going through. Now, the only part of it that, that, I'm grousing about here and I'm definitely doing my, my best to be in the John mode here is, um, the fact that, uh, that I have spent $300 to, to demonstrate that it's not worth it. Right. <laughs> so it's, it's like, ah, what the hell do I need my own goddamn server for? Well, yeah, so, if and, you're not and maybe I enough. never did. Maybe I just needed a wallet and I, I, you know, the whole server thing. But it seemed like the whole server thing was the only bit that was worth actually learning how to do. Um, whereas, and, and incidentally, I, I've, I've mentioned this idea to uh, my other co-host, uh, to Dude Name Men. I said, hey, you're a techie dude. If you want to set up your own uh, SAT server lmd connection thing deal whatever the fuck go for it do it um i just i don't want to have waste any time doing it myself and so far now we're uh 10 episodes in and he still hasn't done it so well because there's not enough coming in via that route to make it yeah i mean i think again the idea is neat but you need one of two things you need either a massive, massive audience of a million people plus, or 
you need to have uh, your entire audience be on that bleeding edge of people that always listens with podcasting 2.0 apps, and they're interested in this being the only method they're going to support you with. Right. I would agree. It's not something that is, again, it sounds like I got a lot in the Satoshis, but it's because it has been, I'd have to look when this was set up. I mean, it's been a long time now since Mm -hmm. we've been accepting the streaming sat. So it's probably is like four or 500 bucks in a year's time Mm -hmm. plus. Mm -hmm. So if you're paying a monthly nut to take that in, it's like, that's, that's oh, yeah. good. So I see uh, somebody just sent 2750 sats to my account. See, so that came in. That was C Brooklyn. Yeah, that was half of that. So apparently I, my thing is still working. Yay. Yay. Your thing's working. Um, but before that, um, I have a, I'll, I'll tell you like, uh, yesterday I got 20 sats. <laughs> Woo. Uh, January 5th, I got 80 sats. Yeah, that's not uh, worthy of paying January for January 6th, yeah. I got 60 sets. January 4th, I got 3,180 sets. Well, that's because I closed the channel. That's not real sets coming in. That's just sets that were already in becoming my sets. Right. Um, and then before that, there's a, a two hours worth of 10 sets per hour per minute. So two hours, whatever that comes out to. Before that, 165 sats on the, oh, and this is going back to November. I didn't get any sats all through December, but maybe my server was down. I don't know. But anyway, I'm not bitching about people not donating. I'm just bitching about how much it's costing me to To run the technology to keep it up and running. (laughs) I'm I'm intrigued. I'm waiting for this to open up. And I don't know if this will be any different than any other bank out there, but there's a new bank. Uh Oh. Old Glory Bank, John mm. Rich, the country music singer, and a couple of these other far right wing, privacy orientated, uh, mm-hmm. political kind of people are starting this, and it's allegedly going to be a bank mm-hmm. that's kind of the the First Amendment important. You know, we you're not going to get canceled and all this free speech. Mm. Whether this will work or not, I don't know. Or is it a big honeypot? I don't know. Probably. I thought it was an interesting concept to be able to have a bank to where you're not have to be worried. Like, well, you said something bad on your podcast. So all your funds are going to be. You know. Yeah. It, it's if the bank isn't going to cancel the people, the banking industry will cancel the bank. Right. That's what I'm wondering will happen. So you'll have a bank that nobody actually will let you send money to or get money from. Chai Budesh asked the question, why not just use a crypto wallet for donations? That's the problem with so the problem with the wallets originally, and this may not be the case right now, but the problem with the wallets is that the only wallets that would work versus running your own server were wallets that were third party wallets. And and Adam, along with a bunch of other people, uh, Bemrose, all against third party wallets. Because the way a lightning works, yes. This isn't the same as Bitcoin where it's very passive. And mm-hmm. the lightning does not work that way, which is one of the reasons why it's so fast. So you, you have to trust the person that's hosting your wallet because yes. that it's really their money with a promise to give it to you. <laughs> that's what it comes down to. Depending on it's being held. But yes, that is if they go away, your money goes away. Oh, yeah. And you don't have any recourse. 
Right. Um, well, you so, still don't. Even if somebody sends you a million sats, there's no guarantee it's going to get there. If it's if it's if a million sats show up to my server, that's my million sats. They're not going anywhere. Correct. I, but I if actually, somebody sends I'm a million sats and your server is not there, well, that may well, never then it show just up. Bounces back. I mean, they get a transaction declined. It never. It, it, they don't lose their money, is what I'm saying. But if it's if it's a hosted third party wallet, and they could send their money so they've already they're out the money but you may never actually be able to do anything with it but the lightning wallets are a little different than all of the other crypto because yeah when i take monero all i have to do is load up the monero app every you know month and the money will be Mm -hmm. there or not it's it doesn't matter if it's online the same thing because it's on the chain and if it's on the chain it's just a matter of read oh looks like somebody sent me something two weeks ago it's it's part of that chain block and now it's mine right we're lightning you need to have a node it's a live connection has to have a live connection up 24 7 and that's the that's the rub yeah which Again, this is why, and I didn't mind. And look, I'm I'm just grousing, right? I don't you really, learned a lot, right? You understand learned, how the system works. I learned. I, I I understand much better. Still not perfect, I don't think, but I certainly understand much better how the system works. Um, and I like the idea of what Lightning accomplishes, but there's also a lot of people that will point out that Lightning is a scam. Like the whole thing basically rests on the promises of people that are not legally enforceable. Which is both great and horrifying for people, depending on how yeah, you want to so look it's at all, it. It's all like theoretical until you put your money back on the chain. You know, so or until you pull your money out into something more, else. Well, that is putting it back on the chain. Um, because I have to admit, you, it's a little concerning. It's like, I trust the get LB guys, but the amount of sats is getting to such a point where I'm like, oh, I don't know if i want to yeah you want to well weren't you gonna buy something weren't we talking about you buying something recently that yeah amazon gift card because there's places that you can buy it stream deck thing you were talking about buying yeah that way i can have my knobs right gotta like your knobs gotta get the knobs i i you know then we can start doing video again maybe maybe because that's that's the only thing keeping us from doing video clearly (laughs) clearly yes it's not the lack thereof (laughs) The lack of donations and, and now the knobs. You got, and, you, and you got poor Ben confused now. Ben's like, well, I was thinking getting one of those stream decks for, you know, maybe I could bring that instead of the milk. It was like, dude, this thing, unlike the other stream decks, does not have a removable stand. It is a six inch by six inch by six inch triangle. It is not suitcase friendly at all. The Motu, even though it's physically bigger, it's wider, but at least it's flat. Yeah, it's a like little you can box. You can put roll it up your into, cables. You can put it into your suitcase. This thing is a triangle that is twice as tall as the Motu. And it does not have a removable stand. So this is not a portable device for anybody other than Ben that are thinking of using this as a portable device. But it does come with the Mixer app that essentially creates virtual channels that that show up in your microphone and speaker outputs in your computer that it can then route appropriately and mix you know within the stream deck software which is fantastic really for what that is doing it's really cool because it it addresses the problem i think that most of these youtubers and streamers have which is they're mostly focused on the video part so now instead of having to buy a 700 dollar motu 
to do multi-channel stuff, they could just do it all inside of Stream Deck. Which is nice. Mm-hmm. The technology is getting there. It's getting there. Whether um, more and more people are ever going to jump on the streaming Satoshi bandwagon, I don't know. Because I there's the way people want to donate is also very interesting. We've talked about mm-hmm. that with no agenda. Most people, they want their moment of glory. They want no agenda to be able right. to acknowledge them and get their notes read. Which means people don't want to send you a penny or 20 cents or a buck at a time. They want to send you the 500,000 bucks and then, and get their, uh, you know, value for value back by getting the $500,000 is a perfect amount sent 500,000 right there. I mean, unrelenting will shut down if we get a $500,000 donation. Oh, we're going to run out of skip town, man. Show's done. We we took the money and ran. We're going to go try every steakhouse in the country (laughs) until the money runs out. Well, that wouldn't take that long, man. No, that's true. Not as for having like a nice bottle of wine. Five hundred thousand dollars. Two years. <laughs> well, that's still a pretty good two years. Yeah, if we yeah, don't die yeah. of uh, whatever it would happen from eating that much meat, yeah, yeah. But it would be a nice way to go. But I think that there's a lot of people <laughs> who don't like, you know, that concept of I'm giving you a little bit at a time, yeah. but I'm not getting acknowledged. I, exactly, and and that's the thing is. The way that this system is built with the using set, and by the way, once, so 52 sats is one penny. I just looked it up. So think about that. 52, so 520 sats is 10, is cent. 10 cents. And I was seeing eight sats per minute. So well, like that's every, exactly every, what Sir Gene Speaks is worth. Every 10 minutes, I would get a penny. Woo! Woo-hoo. Don't go right? spending that all in one place, my friend. Um, definitely not. And so I'm sorry, it, it all gets, it's, it gets spent on the hosting service. So it is all in one place. There you go. The hosting service made out nicely last year. <laughs> you know, the question with like the crypto also is, you know, from a legal tax situation. Yeah. If it's never converted into fiat currency, is it actually mm-hmm. income? Uh, so I believe it'd be the same laws as other investment income. So if your stock goes up, you only pay when you sell it. Right. So if it just keeps sitting and mm-hmm. accruing and accruing and accruing, then it's not. Well, that's certainly the hope for Bitcoin, right? right. I mean, that's right. the only reason I've been buying Bitcoin is the hope that eventually someday, 20 years from now, somebody will be collecting it. I thought you wanted and, to slowly go broke. I thought it. that was why you were buying it. To do what? Slowly go broke. Go broke. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I know, right? Well, you Although don't want to spend. Up. It's 19,000, dude. I don't know if that's up. Is that up? Yeah, because it was 16 not too long ago. Oh, fuck. Jesus. I didn't even realize it went to 16. So yeah. there you go. Well, and that's the thing, right? It's so at where Bitcoin was when we started doing this big experiment with podcasting 2.0, which is $50,000. Right. It was about that. For I guess that's one way to look at it is that, well, if it was still at 50000 then my, you know, 200 and 300 bucks, whatever the hell I had in there would be worth six to 900 bucks. So that'd be much better. I suppose. Let's see this week. Bitcoin has been as low as it really did jump too. It was as mm-hmm. low as at the start of this week, uh, 16,800. God damn. So it was a nice jump. It's been, yeah. it's up almost yeah, 14.9% 
this week. This week. Yeah, that's a stable coin, all right? Yeah, so those Satoshis, man, I'm like, well, is it is it time now to turn those uh-huh. into a gift yeah, card? Yeah, I think so. I think you need to do the gift card like buyout instantly, like right now while we're talking, get like, that card ordered. Like get it ordered, like within the last uh-huh. month, it like started at like 18 and then really dropped, but now it's coming mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. But yes, not stable at uh, in any imagination. Yeah. But it again it's it's all sort of interesting but um i think that it's fair to say that people that want to have something read and people that uh right. have really appreciate whatever shows that we do uh they've tended to just send a a paypal donation yeah so there's a lot of people who are like i don't know how to boost it's like it's it's gotten a lot easier but it is still somewhat yeah. convoluted because you kind of for most people you're going to need the cash app right because that will allow you to convert fiat into mm-hmm. crypto and it'll pay the lightning invoice so if you get a podcasting 2.0 app like podverse or there's a bunch of them you can be like oh create a, an invoice because i want to collect some satoshis from my other account and it's fairly easy to do now, but it's still at mm-hmm. least a two-step process with two different programs. And that's where the breakdown comes. People get the podcast. I bet you a lot go and they get Podverse or whatever, and then go, well, now how do I get money? Yeah. And then when they realize that there's a process to put money in, I think a lot of people just stop. And a fee. Point. Yeah. Well, not only is there a process, but there's yeah. a fee. So if I put $50 yeah. in. I'm yeah. going to get $45 out or whatever. It, yeah. And, and now it's just sitting there in this app. Right. So, you know, it's like, well, what the hell? It needs to get to the point where if you, when you can just get your podcasting app, mm-hmm. give it your checking account or whatever account information and say, yeah. you know, top it up every time. Well, it, I'm still waiting for the, the obvious solution here is fucking PayPal. And I know people hate PayPal and right. I hate PayPal as well. but. If you want mass market adoption, there's nothing that could do it faster than if PayPal announces, uh, and, and we will now let you pay invoices, uh, in SaaS right out of PayPal. Yes. Which the cash imagine app that happened because, yes. because PayPal is tied into everything. So now it'd be like every app that, that has a wallet that it wants to fill can just generate an invoice, goes directly to PayPal, gets translated to and the current value of a Bitcoin at that time. And PayPal and gets does pulled let out you of buy your Bitcoin. account. Yeah, but you can't do anything with it. That's no. the stupid thing. Right. It lets you hoard it, but that's it. You can't send it to anybody. I think they, they haven't figured out how to track where you're sending them to. Right. And they don't want people using it for nefarious reasons. Because clearly the only reason people would ever use a cryptocurrency is for nefarious reasons. I agree. I I definitely agree. I mean, what's the main paying, paying a fucking server? That's that's about as nefarious a reason as you can get. Well, I mean, it tries to remove the ability to track who is doing things. So I get it. I think we talked about it at one point. Yeah, the, and Sats absolutely do that. Bitcoin yes. does not. Bitcoin no. fucking tracks where everything goes. That I mean, Bitcoin's ledger is perfect for IRS. <laughs> yeah, but, it's like we can see exactly where yeah. it went. Huh, you spent it on the oh, wait a minute. It looks like you got more money than you claimed you did. Oops. Which yeah. is why I don't recommend anybody screw the IRS. Pay your taxes. Mm-hmm. 
it's a pain in the ass. I get it. Mm-hmm. But I would rather pay more accidentally and yeah. not go to jail than uh, than have I, to get an audit. Or if you, uh, I have a good accountant, dude. So I mean, that's yeah, that's the main thing you need. If you, especially if you're a podcaster, make sure you have somebody you understand. Yes, 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 good accountant, and uh, it helps to have a a, a, a good, good lawyer. bank. <laughs> good bank good employer good good basically you need to be making six figures to be a podcaster otherwise just don't start being a podcaster. yeah i know i went the wrong way with that <laughs> i went the wrong way but i what i do need uh, is a, a new barber i just my mom i was talking to her this morning and the barber shop that i've been uh, going to for like yeah 30 years closed yeah Ooh, permanently yeah wow I did have the guy that cuts my hair. I have his email address. So, okay. Uh, well, there you go. You can have him show up to your house. Be like, it's he's still better. working somewhere. Uh, Dude, I guarantee Look, everybody I've ever known that has been in the barber trade still has all their tools. Oh, their yeah. Razor, their, their scissors. It's kind of like anybody that's ever worked as a chef. You like, you still have, you, you know, your, your knives, right? You're not going to get rid of your knives. So you're, you're probably, it's worth finding out. You probably would be able to get the guy to just show up and do it at your house, which is even better. It is the ultimate inconvenience as you're having your lunch delivered and your, yeah, exactly. Your groceries. <laughs> Why ever leave the house? Gene, no wonder you only leave the house. Like once I mean, a month. you know, you got to leave the house once a month, but other than that, so I'm like, otherwise, yeah. where do you go? Cause like, I don't want to go to one of these, like, uh, you know, yeah. honey cuts or super cuts, or it's like, yeah no it's not worth it you can just do it yourself you get a floby i mean i i cut my own hair i've been cutting my own hair for 30 years okay this is a story that i want to hear how what uh, why uh, because i it's really easy it's not worth paying anybody to do it because you got nothing left up there is that the uh no because what, what i do is i just get a, a razor and shave my head we'll see there you go and then I give it then a month to grow out and then I do it all over again. So you're like, wow, this is year, getting way too long now. It is 12 times a year. I cut my own hair. <laughs> I mean, imagine and how I, much that is saving. And, that's and going I, towards when I was married, my, my ex-wife a uh, couple times did it, offered to do it. Until you got and worried that twice the, as long for her to do it as it does for me to do it. Well, that's because she was considering using that straight razor in a different way. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Like yeah. I can slip. Oh, for me, it's, it's like I'm so used to just doing it by feel. It's really easy. Just you know. Yeah, I guess you, you, your fingers can feel whether you have a hair in yeah, somewhere it's in the back. No of your different head. than shaving your face, really. Uh, that you could do blindfolded. Yeah, like you don't even need to look at all. Yeah, totally. So it's um uh, but you've got a full head of hair. You got more hair to deal with. I wouldn't say full, but uh, full ish. Yes. There's a little, there's still some remaining. I've always said there's Darren's absolutely got a foolish head. Yeah. Foolish hair. I got so foolish, foolish head of hair is what I said. Hey, I don't need, I don't need the hair. I've been in a relationship now for, uh, yeah, you don't need hair. Tomorrow is actually today. I I like to say is, uh, is my personal holiday called freedom day. Oh, so you got divorced because no, it was, uh, okay. On January 14th, tomorrow uh-huh. is yes. the, it will Valentine's be tomorrow, Day. the 
No, that's our, February 14th. Yeah, our, our first date was January 14th, 1988. How do you so, remember shit like this? I Because of Freedom Day. Because of... Uh, <laughs> okay. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's There are certain dates that just get ingrained into your mind. But yeah, 35 years. Oh, wow. Congratulations are in order for her. For the wife, yeah. Yeah, definitely for her. Hey, she, come on. I'm her personal chef. Look, I'm she the got personal trained chef. In good, yes. man. I'm congratulating her. That's exactly it. She has a personal chef. Mm-hmm. I do a majority of the laundry. Yes. Yes. What every woman wants. It pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think I think I I think I've undervalued my services. <laughs> <laughs> I need the restitution. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Well, why don't you get some of those sats streaming from your wife? Right. She's like, no, I don't think so. Uh-huh. People ask her if she listens to my podcast. She's like, no, no. I get the 24 seven stream. I, yeah, that's, that's more than enough. But well, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, is it any worse than a husband that plays video games? Probably not. No, no, probably not. You know, you're playing there in front of your microphone with your little friends. I have no name says my last day of radiation treatment for cancer was on 11, 12, 13. And I wouldn't mm. remember if it, if it wasn't harder than counting. But I can mm-hmm. see where you'd remember that. And congratulations. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Nobody so likes pres- the cancer. Presumably survived that cancer. Presumably, since he's in the troll room or she, <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, you never know with people. Some people might be uh, dead and still texting you. See, now that would, if you're, if you were dead and you still had the ability to go into the troll room, would you? <laughs> well, I've been permabanned, so I wouldn't know about that. You are not banned at all. You just hate I'm, the trolls. I, I was permabanned years ago by these evil Nazis that run the troll room. Was it Bemrose? That was you. Oh, well, then it was yeah. probably with good reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, no, I love Bemrose, it. I love Bemrose that did nothing, though. This. He's he's worse because I asked him, dude, can you unban me? He's like, nope. <laughs> he's like, Fucker. you're. He said no because you're not actually banned. He's like, there is no ban, Gene. But no, no, it says it here. I don't. No, it says it. I had a screenshot that says I was banned. So that's you know, I'm not going to waste my time trying to get in some place where I'm banned. There's no point. I do find it interesting every now and then when somebody will comment on something we say, like they believe it was accurate or the truth, like they totally missed the the sarcasm or the comedy behind it. Like CSB, he is very literal. He does oh, not. Oh, he's super literal. He's on the on the scale for he sure. Does, yeah, he does not. How's he get, doing, by the way? Didn't he break his elbow or shoulder? Yeah, he said he was getting better though. So that's good. good. I know good. he was injured in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I, I mean, I may fun. hate all Polish people, but I don't Whoa. hate him. Hey, I'm part Polish, I believe. I mean, I'm not I taking a I DNA may. test. I said I may. <laughs> <laughs> I may. I may not. I, I might, but uh, no, I, I I actually like. I like all Slavic people. I mean, that's the bottom line. This is why this whole Ukraine situation is so fucked up. It's basically a war that is being fueled by non-Slavs to get the Slavs to fight each other. Yeah, it is. Welcome to Mm -hmm. the United States going, hey, (laughs) hey, you don't like those people. do you? We'll send you some weapons. Don't worry about it. I didn't. Didn't at some point the United States like give a bunch of weapons and money to Iraq to fight Iran? Don't yes. they give weapons right now to Israel to fight Palestinians? Yeah, you, yeah, you go back further. They gave mm. all that to Afghanistan to fight the Russians. 
Uh, well, that, that's those are totally different cultures. But I'm talking about like literally neighbors fighting each other, fueled by the U.S. money, fueling a near civil war. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it, it, and incidentally, so it it appears that uh, the Russian military uh, has now gotten more people in. Um, some voluntarily and some not so voluntarily. And right now they're looking at uh, 750,000 strong force. Now, interesting little little note here. Do you know how big the U.S. armed forces are? The amount of people in the U.S. armed forces yeah, right now? the people, not the ships or the planes. The number of people currently serving in the not in the reserves but in the active military force of the united states across all active branches i mean yeah. it would just be a mm-hmm. pure yeah, guess yeah. but maybe yeah. but million million and a half yeah four hundred seventy-two thousand. wow that's not a lot no no biggest biggest navy in the world um biggest air force in the world uh not a particularly large number of people china's got more russia's got more uh hell uh there are uh India has got more, and I believe Pakistan has more that are in active service. Because we have the tech. Now, has that gone down because of the tech? It's gone down mostly because of woke. Go woke, go broke. What was the, uh, how far has it gone down? Just uh, about, I mean, Yeah, so it was at, uh, so two years ago, it was at 500,000. So it has come down a little. What was it, you know, in the 80s under Reagan? Is there a, is there a chart here that we can... Uh, I don't have that number, um, so I don't want to make up a number. Uh, I, this is this is info that I just happened to have seen recently is for the current levels. And where were you reading this? Biden. Wasn't it a classified document in a garage next to a Corvette? <laughs> Why a Corvette? Because that's what Biden said his documents oh. in the garage were by his Corvette. Oh, it was by his up. Corvette. That's, he's, he likes his Corvettes. Can you imagine yes. Joey driving a Corvette at high speeds at this point? I see a parody of him driving a Corvette on Saturday Night Live at high speeds at this point. You know, he just, he actually drove just recently. I think within the last year, I saw a video of him driving a, some other car when he was in Detroit. And I don't know, he didn't seem like he was driving any worse than Trump is. I am looking at, uh, I was looking for that information, but yet what I found was mm-hmm. military personnel in 2021. Mm-hmm by service branch and reserve. So I don't know how many of these are uh, mm-hmm. army. It shows active duty 482, but then you also have Navy then yep. at 343. Yeah, that's combined National Guard uh, at 337. For, for all of those. That's combined numbers. So that I was right number, about right. Then I was uh, right actually, about right. If they're all combined. Yeah. So if, but that includes the reservists is what I mean. So if you look at the no, they, the this number says active of, duty. It could be wrong, but it's showing because the Army Reserve is 184 yeah. for active duty. Mm-hmm. They're showing 328, 337, 343, and 482. So I think I was right about right at a million and a half. Well, it's it the combined number is 476 as of right now. Well, they were showing last year Army active duty is 482. So again, I don't know where I this know. is, uh, where this comes from. Where, where are you looking it up? Uh, I found this on statista.com. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't trust those. Well, I don't trust anything on the internet. 
Yeah, I definitely would not trust an internet. Now, mine came from a general. Um, but, uh, you sure that I, wasn't just strictly the army? Cause that would probably make more sense. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll send the message. I'll ask, but I'm, I'm pretty sure you said combined, which would be scary if so, because that's like nothing. Well, I, I think a lot fewer people are active than, uh, reserves. I think most people are in reserves when there's a nice amount, according to the stats here. And I love that this is one of the things you have to pay on the site for which is the mm. link that says show your source that's oh. one of the things you have to be a paid member to see so wait a minute so so they they just put whatever numbers out there they want uh-huh. and then for the paid members then they'll say where they got them yeah okay all right but they show army active duty at 482 with the reserve of 184 which is about what uh thir- 35 40 percent mm. of what the total would be Navy active duty, 343 Navy reserve is only 57,000. So wait, I guess that kind of makes sense. Okay. So do you know what I just did a quick Google here? Um, the, the number of active military personnel in 1945, 5 million, eight and a half million in the army, three and a half million in the Navy. And half a million Marines. That says a lot about uh, how things have changed. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true. And the interesting thing would be the reasons why. You know, is it just because there's no funding? Is it because that the whole thing's been pared down? Is it because you're fighting more wars now with drones mm-hmm. and equipment rather than people? And I think that's a big problem when it comes to war because it's way easier when you're not losing people to go out and yeah. uh, and then use the technology. So China has 2.2 million active with another one and a half million in reserve. Well, and I'm assuming their military is not by choice. It is not uh, something that you have to. I don't know. That's a good question. I would assume so, but um, I don't know off the top of my head. So if you're in China, let us know. <laughs> if you're in China. Yeah. Wait, you don't think anybody's listening in China to this podcast? I think there may be people that are listening to the podcast, but um, I don't think that they're going to let us know by the end of the episode. Well, no, not by the end of the episode. They can always reach out to us. They yeah. know where to find us. No agenda yeah, social. So United States is in seventh place according to this. With in, the size uh, of the military. The size of the military. And the US has one of the smallest per capita uh active militaries. The USA today. Who has the biggest military? China. They list them as two thousand, India one point four five, the United million, States one million three thousand. Well, right, million. Yeah. China two million. India, 1,450,000. The United States, mm-hmm. 1,390,000. So I was right on. North Korea, which it was such a small country, one yeah. uh, 1,200,000. Mm-hmm. Russia, only 850,000. Those poor Russians that need some help. So according to this chart, I'm looking at 3.5 million in Russia, but that's definitely not correct. That's way too many. Which is why you can't believe any um, of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And this is from the USA Today, which, of course, I don't trust. But this okay, was their this is number. interesting. So this is a page that lists every different pages numbers, and they're all over the place. So this is one like one of those find me the answer to this question pages. And it's so all just on one garbage. top ten chart, it shows ten million in Vietnam. Yeah, well, this one shows seven million in North Korea. Yeah, this one in USA Today is five point four million oh in Vietnam God. with active and. What? And it's like, it's how does Vietnam have that many active? They have a population of like a million. Well, they're showing it's weird because they're showing active four hundred and seventy thousand, but active and reserve. They have like so they have five million uh, in reserve and four hundred seventy in. Uh, so yeah, Vietnam has a total population or. Uh, population right now of about 100 million so 10 percent of the populations in the military jesus now if you again according to statista and this is what the usa today is using for their article the top 10 military mm-hmm. budgets the united states at 801 billion then yeah, china at 293 yeah exactly russia 65 those poor russians somebody send yeah. them some cash i know right that's barely enough. Don't send blankets. Don't send water. Just send cash. Yes. And they say the most powerful military uh-huh. in the world. Now, this also bullshit. I don't know. They're using 50 different factors, such as military mm. might to budget a score They're According to that, the mm-hmm. top eight most powerful militaries as of January of last year. Number North one, Korea. the United States. Number two, Russia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they can't even beat Ukraine. So how yeah. are they they're the second most powerful military in the world? You're telling know, us you, Ukraine keeps winning over and over. Just I know. Winning and winning and winning and winning and winning. But yeah, we're gonna be told that Russia is such a big bad military, but somehow they yeah. haven't been able yeah. to squash that country next to them. No, that's crazy. Then China, then India, then Japan. I'm kind of surprised Japan coming in at number five. Yeah, I thought Japan didn't have a military. I don't know. Wasn't there some do- kind of Japanese constitution thing that pro- prohibited them from having one or something? Their military I'm, I'm budget, sure. $54 billion for a little island. That's a lot of money. Um, see, they're not even listed on all these lists that I have. See, this is where the misinformation comes from. I'm telling you, dude. <clears throat> this is why people listen to this conversation about nothing. Oh, Cuba has $1.1 million. Well, $1.1 million? Is that, and you mean yeah. people or their budget? People, people, people. Well, that's a pretty large army. Um, by comparison if that's active military no that's not active that's that's passive which means there's probably 30 people and then like a million <laughs> yeah, that are in reserve the whole uh, yeah. population Cuba, is Cuba in has reserve. doubled the number of military that russia does that doesn't make any sense <laughs> that doesn't make any sense i'm telling you it, the more you look at these lists the more you realize this data is fake it's, it's all, all fake everything's fake it's all a scam all bullshit I do buy that China probably does have the biggest active. I mean, that would seem to make sense given their total population of whatever it is. What are they at? How many billions now? The China, I don't know. It's got to be like 2 billion or something. Chinese population. I know. In 2022, let's see. The U.S. is what, 340 million? I believe, and then you have to pull in the... Uh, the people that are here illegally, China, 1.4, 1.4 billion. Okay. So India is pretty close to that too. Then it's a lot of folk. 
It's well, it's not that many. I thought they were over two billion. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, Russia is 144,000 people, the whole country. They're poor Russians. Send them help. Yeah. yeah. So Iran is uh, 610,000 active. It's pretty good. That's why they're rarely getting screwed with, I guess. I guess. You know what? I think you're right, though, about the numbers that I have. That must be Army only. That must be not including the Navy and the Air Force. That would make because sense. Because it's too much difference between those numbers. Yes. So even agree. though, yeah, he said combined, but I don't know what, what other combined is there other than the Air Force and Navy. I guess I just pulled those two in thinking that's what combined means, but maybe not. Unless they meant combined with the reservists, but that still does, that number doesn't no. make no. sense. For, no, for, uh, 476,000, I think he said. All right. Anyway, um, that's, um, that's a spicy meatball. That's the spicy meatball. Now, uh, that's a horrible Italian accent. I can do much better than that. Well, you have to practice. I, yeah, I have to be not reading numbers while I'm saying it. Yeah. Don't take too much data in. <clears throat> How about Iceland? How big is the Iceland? <laughs> I don't know. Has anybody ever tried to attack Iceland? Does anybody uh, yeah. want Iceland? Yeah, I think the Vikings went there and attacked the... Oh, yeah, I do have the numbers for Iceland. They have zero active military. So we could just take a few guns and a boat? Oh, and- they, they, according to this, they have 250 people in the Icelandic reserves. Oh, well, the Icelandic reserves. women are pretty hot. We may want to... They are very hot. They're also like six feet tall. Yeah, I'd like that. Mm-hmm. That's a tall. Hey, let me ask you a question. Did you listen to my uh, Sir Gene Speaks interview with that uh, Zoomer? No, should I? I would recommend it because I would love to get some uh, show material from you on that. Uh, see what you think is totally as you would predict and what um, what you would not have thought of. Now you're giving me homework. Okay. I'm giving you homework. Yeah, because I, I think it's a interesting episode. I've been trying to promote that one. And normally I don't, you know, I mean, I somewhat care, care, but I don't really care if people listen. listen. You tell I don't them tell them not to, to listen. I tell them not to donate. I don't tell them not to listen. I do tell them all the time, make sure you leave positive reviews or negative reviews. But the more reviews the podcast has, the more likely it's going to be actually brought up as a, would you like to listen to this in your podcast app? So recommend it to a friend, write a review, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. But I and would, thanks. yeah, I, I will. I'm very curious to see what you think of that. Uh, the thoughts of a zoomer, because, um, I'd say I was probably about 70% predictively correct. And what but, they would, what they yeah, would say because yeah. but then 30%, I was like, oh, really? And I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that shocked me. And I'll just get away right now. And you can listen in uh, to that episode for the full, complete version uh, from the horse's mouth, if you will. But he said that um, uh, pot is a serious problem and it is absolutely a gateway drug. Interesting, because that is not the take of most and this people. Is, this is that. a 20-year-old in college saying this. Well, because everybody I know that and generally... Most people I know are libertarian minded. They're like, yeah, pot ought to be totally illegal. It's just totally non-addictive, not a big deal. 
it's it's better for you than drinking and uh you know there's no reason the pot shouldn't be like available at a vending machine uh in a high school yeah for most people that's true i mean you don't want booze for a high school but for rational adults to make well, their own decision I mean, on you know i don't know if i want back, back in the day five-year-olds uh edibles probably i would think <laughs> you don't want them smoking on vape pens but you 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 can have them eat something at least you like this child is way too energetic for the babysitter yeah, yeah. here see that would be so much better i think <laughs> than the shit they actually put them on like ritalin probably yeah and then support the show if you want to Thanks to oh see- yeah, I totally support this show because we want your uh, your sats that I've been bitching about and yeah. your money that I've been bitching about. So today's show, thanks to see Brooklyn, which could have been a zero, it could have been. We made a dollar and seven cents. So by the time we split that, that's make, pretty fucking good, man. Fifty cents—that's two hours, <laughs> a quarter an hour. Yeah, but you know, we don't do this for the money. We don't. That's pretty obvious. We do it for the fame and the chicks. <laughs> yes, the fame and the chicks, exactly. <laughs> Because, you know, it's the first thing I do. Hey, you know who I am? I'm a podcaster. Right. Gene's like, don't send me money. Just send me steak or scotch, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is very, now that's very much appreciated as well. That'd be a lot more than money. Yeah, no, it, it's, it, it's always fun to see people that want to send some money. And I do that all the time. I think I support some youtuber or something like every single day but usually that is 18 year old girls who are in small outfits okay so yes it may be only fans but still i'm supporting but you are content creators right content creators need our help and support all every satoshi that goes to gene then winds up in only fans that's all we know it mm-hmm. may be a money laundering scheme it may not we're not sure yes yes all of the satoshis that i get all of those yes that the oodles and oodles of Satoshi's end up in OnlyFans. That he's still, well, you're still in the black because you haven't made it, or the red, right? That's what the bad part. That you want to be in the black, but you're in well, the Well, yeah, I need to cancel my fucking server is what I need to do because. Get a get it, Albie Wallet. They're good folk. It's silly. Yeah, they're good folk. Uh, yeah, I can get Albie, but uh, yeah, I guess. I don't know. And then I'll listen to Sir Gene Speaks with the Zoomer. That's homework yeah. for everybody. If you haven't heard that, sirgenespeaks.com. Oh, wait, no, it's a weird, it's beyond that. Just search for Sir Gene Speaks. It's See, it's very confusing. Or just type in Sir Gene in your favorite podcast app. And while you're there, you may as well add random thoughts as well if you're not listening, because that's the yeah. best damn show on the internet. Well, it's, um, yeah, it's a little deep. I know, too deep for uh, no beret. It's a little, little too deep. That's why we so. bring them to the shallow end right here. On yeah. Unrelenting. Oh, and by the way, yeah. speaking of shows, since yeah. you're wrapping up, yeah. uh, add my, uh, my other show to the list of shows that we do that you maintain. Oh, the good old boys news network. Give me yeah, the- yeah, yeah, yeah. Add the good old, the, the, uh, what's the just URL? To, just two good old boys.com. Nice. Go check that out as well. Yeah. And See what we'll, you all think. Then we'll be back again. Next week on Friday, because this show does not rely on donations to be, to make on the air. Yes, to be (laughs) on the air. Exactly.
you're wrong. <laughs>